Thank you for listening to our Faith Temple, NFPOG, broadcast. If you would like more information about us, you can visit our website at www.ftnfcog.org. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just type Faith Temple, NFCOG in the search. Hallelujah. The Lord is here. I'd like for you to turn in your Bibles tonight to Mark chapter 2. I'm going to be reading verses 1 through 12. Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. When you found it, say hallelujah. And again he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together insomuch as there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. And they come unto him bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born afore. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed where the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. But there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, why does this man speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, Why do you reason these things in your hearts? Whether it is easy to say to the sick of the palsy, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise, and take up thy bed and walk. But that you, that ye, may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins, he said to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise, take up thy bed, and go thy way into thine house. And immediately he rose, arose, and took up the bed, and went before, before them all, insomuch as they were amazed, glorifying God, saying, We have never seen it on this fashion. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you, Lord, for your power and presence in this house tonight. God, I pray, Lord, that you would have your way. And God, I pray, God, Lord, that everyone, Lord, that is maybe battling some sickness or battling some issue in their life, Lord, you're the God, Lord, that is greater than every situation. And God, we ask, God, Lord, that you would have your way. Lord, lose this vessel tonight. Lord, let our words be your words. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to preach tonight. Jesus is in the house. Amen. And I want to tell you, 
wherever there's a service going on, amen, where we say we're lifting up the name of Jesus, Jesus needs to be present because, amen, if he's not present, amen, then there's no, no reason for us to gather. But we have come together tonight to give God the glory and thank him for what he's done. Amen. As we open this chapter, it says he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. He had already been to Capernaum. Amen. In chapter 1, amen, he came there, and he raised up Peter's mother-in-law. Amen. And we were blessed a couple years ago when I went with uh, Pastor Kenny uh, to Israel to be right there. That house, uh, they built a church over it, amen, but the actual structure still stands, uh, amen, 2,000 years later, uh, amen, and as we, uh, amen, uh, investigate this story tonight, uh, amen, let's remember, uh, amen, that if something uh, is done in God, uh, it will stand the test of time, uh, Amen. It will go forth and it will be there and it will last. In our church, amen, we've been studying the seven churches of the book of Revelation. Amen. We're going to cover the last one uh, this coming Sunday. Amen. But as I studied and, and did my uh, read my commentaries and did my history, amen, what I found out of those seven churches, Amen. That, amen, only one of them is still standing. The church at Philadelphia is still there. And it was the church that got no rebuke. Amen. They were loving God, living right, amen, doing what God wanted them to do. Amen. And I want to tell you, amen, don't always count the success, amen, of the church with the numbers, friends. Amen. You know, amen, if we passed that, had a sign that we were having free hot dogs here tonight, we might have filled up the house. Amen. But Brother Heflin, I heard him say it many times. He said, if you get them by having hot dog suppers, you will have to keep having hot dog suppers. Amen. And I want to tell you, amen, when God, amen, comes into people's lives, amen, they depart from sin and iniquity and the love of God changes them. Amen. But I happen to think about the church of Philadelphia because what we were talking about is that the house that this happened to is still, the structure is under a church. They made the church sort of up in, uh, on stilts, what you might say. Amen. So everybody can see that house. Amen. And I want to tell you tonight, amen, if you want your family to be stable, amen, if you want your family to be blessed, amen, honor God and watch what God will do. Amen. Hallelujah. It says he had come back. Amen. And it says it was noise that he was in the house. Amen. If that word noise be news. Amen. I want to tell you there's some good news when Jesus 
gets in the house. Amen. There, amen, is some good news. Amen. Because all of us have a reputation. Oh, my. Some people we know have good reputations. And other people we know have bad reputations. And you can sort of read people's faces, uh, or at least I can as a pastor. Amen. Bishop Nance and Pastor Charlotte. Amen. After years of pastoring, amen, we've become real good at telling what people think. Amen. By the expression that comes on their faces when we talk about certain things. Amen. And the news about Jesus yes. is that he had raised, amen, Peter's mother-in-law and healed her when he was there before. And when he got back in town and came back in the house, amen, everybody started talking, amen, and they said, Jesus is back, amen, Jesus is back, amen, Jesus has come back, amen, to the house, amen, he, he raised, amen, up Peter's mother-in-law that was deathly sick, amen, let's go see, amen, what he's going to do, and I want to tell you, friends, amen, just looking out, amen, tonight, we have people, amen, from three different churches, amen, where sanctification and living right and consecration is still preached and taught and lived, amen, and whenever we are consecrated and working with God and obedient to his word, amen, God is going to show up, amen, and do miracles. If it had not been for the Lord on our side, where would we be? Hallelujah. It says that when the news was spread straightway, immediately, they were gathered so much about, amen, that the house filled up and the front yard filled up, amen, and there was no room. Hallelujah. Amen. Friends, amen. We get together tonight and we believe God to do something good. Amen. I want to tell you when God does it, amen. People are going to say, go to Faith Temple in Warsaw and see what God is doing and what He has done. Amen. And it says there was no room to receive them. Not even about the door. They filled up the house. Filled out the front door. The doors opened. Amen. And those in the front yard can see Jesus through the front door. Amen. And it says, and he told a joke he had heard recently. Doesn't say that? It said he preached the word unto them. Amen. Jokes will not change people's lives. Amen. Self-improvement plans. Amen. Usually just in, uh, help somebody collect a lot of money for selling you their self-improvement plans. Amen. But I want to tell you, amen, the Word of God endures forever. Amen. And I want to tell you, I'm believing for a fresh wave of God. Amen. You people at Faith Temple, 
have backgrounds that were in the fire. Amen. We people, amen, Pastor Charlotte and her daughter and my wife and I, amen, we have a legacy of Wallace Heflin, amen, where miracles took place, where God showed up, amen, and I believe if we get together and we begin to believe God for greater things, amen, that the things we saw 50 years ago, amen, we'll see it again, and we'll see it again, amen, and we'll See God work and move, amen, and save, amen, those that are deep in sin, amen, like Jacob I shared last night. Yes. Hallelujah. And it says they're coming to him, bringing one, they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born, carrying a four. When they heard that Jesus was back in town. Amen. When they heard, amen, that the man that had already done miracles there was back. Amen. These brothers and sisters, these four men, do not have names. Amen. But I want to tell you, amen, some of the most important people in the Bible, amen, and today are people that everybody doesn't know their name. Amen. But because they are obedient to do what God wants them to do, somebody's going to get a miracle. Amen. And here come these four. Amen. Carrying him on a stretcher bed. Amen. He was paralyzed, brothers and sisters. Amen. That's what palsy is. Amen. He was paralyzed. And no telling, Elder Wright, amen, how long he had been paralyzed. Amen. He had probably lay in his house, in his bed, and puked on himself, and wet on himself. Amen. And thought that death was coming his way. Amen. But I want to tell you, amen, he had four friends that knew about Jesus. Amen. And they said, amen, if we can get him to Jesus, amen, there's going to be a difference. They were bringing him to Jesus or trying to get him to Jesus. And when they got there, the house is crowded. The yard is crowded. Amen. And there's no way to get into God. But I want to tell you, amen, those that want to get to Jesus, amen, will not be stopped by obstacles, amen. They will look for a way to get to Jesus and to be obedient to what, amen, they know they should do. In Bible times, the houses had flat roofs. And where people in my generation, and I'm sure some of you a little older, we remember growing up as children, we sat on the porch on summer evenings, and we had a swing. Hallelujah. My mother would swing me in the swing. Amen. And oh, I can remember her singing, Lord, build me a cabin in the corner of glory land it was summer amen it was cooler outside hallelujah the fireflies were fireflies were flying and all we children were running trying to get fly fly fly. and you know what i believe we had a better 
time do those days than children do today playing all the video games. Amen. But those four men, those roofs were flat. They would go on the roof rather than on the front porch like we did. And there were stairs beside the house to get you on top of the roof. And I want to tell you, those four men saw those stairs. And immediately they knew how they were going to get into Jesus. Amen. And they began, amen, to climb up those stairs. And when you're climbing upstairs and carrying somebody, amen, on the stretcher bed, you, uh, amen, had better be working together. Or the sick man's going to slide out of the bed and down the stairs and his condition in the end will be worse than in the beginning. But you know what? We don't know how far these men had walked. Maybe they'd walked a good distance. Amen. And they were trying to get someone to Jesus. Amen. And friends, amen, like we're here tonight, amen, when we want to proclaim the name of Jesus, we start working together. All of us from different backgrounds, from different places, but we start working together so that somebody will know about the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. And as they went up, some of you that have gone upstairs and had to be at the back end while somebody was at the front end, amen, maybe carrying a dresser or at worst a refrigerator, something very heavy. I want to tell you, when you are at the back end, amen, of that, amen, you got to carry more weight. And sometimes we're working for God, amen, and you're trying to get somebody to the Lord and trying to get somebody to get something done. You're at the back of that load, amen, and you're having to carry more weight. I've been pastoring for a while. Pastor Charlotte's been pastoring longer. Sometimes in the church when people have to carry an extra load, they don't do it with a good spirit. Oh, they do it all right. But you get to hear why they did it and how they did it and how long it took them to do it. Amen. And and how Betty and Pearl did not help them. Amen. And they had to do it all themselves. Amen. And why were they left alone? Amen. To do it all for themselves. Amen. A couple years ago, one Saturday, me and my wife were cleaning the church. And one of my my thoughts was, I'm a bishop. And I'm still cleaning the church. You know, we're saying things to God like he doesn't know. And the Lord spoke to me and said, I found you faithful. Yes, and you know what? When we do something for God and do it for God and do it for the kingdom, He has found us faithful. And He rewards those that are faithful now. Hallelujah. Amen. And those men, they climbed up those stairs. Amen. I can see the two at the back with the other two at the front. Amen. And now they're having to lift up right here. Amen. So this man, 
and on the stretcher bed stays balanced. Amen. And when they got to the top, you know, we have no record. Were there any hose or shovels or rakes on the roof? We certainly aren't told. But I will tell you, I think that when they got there and they got into the tone, the top of the roof, that they just might have used their bare hands to start to tear up that roof. Amen. They knew that they were on the roof and Jesus was right under there. Amen. And they need to get into Jesus. Amen. So they began to tear up. Amen. Listen, those roofs were made solid. They were packed with, they were had limbs in them and packed uh, solid. They were not, uh, amen, something you could tear up easy. But I want to tell you, amen, when we want, uh, amen, to start seeing change and seeing revival, amen, and seeing people saved and delivered and set free, hallelujah, amen, we will tear up some roofs, amen, we will get in with our bare hands, amen, hallelujah. And we will get that people, person to Jesus. It says when they had torn up the roof, they let him down right in front of Jesus. Taking somebody to Jesus needs to be the first option. Often when we've got a problem, or we know someone needs some help. We use every other avenue. And maybe Jesus, we will use him if, if all these other things don't work out. Friends, why not try Jesus first? Because I'll tell you, he will work out. And it says that they let that man down right in front of Jesus. And it says, and when Jesus saw their faith. Jesus loves faith. He loves it when we trust him. Amen. He loves him. Loves it. That, amen. When we bring our needs to him. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. And it says, Jesus, when Jesus saw to their faith, he said to the sick of the palsy, Son, your sins are forgiven. Uh, I'm going to meddle a little bit for just a couple of minutes. In the day of Jesus, if Sister Victoria was sick, there were religious people that were like, Victoria Nance is sick. What has she done wrong? She must have done something wrong to be sick. They assumed that people got sick because they were in sin. Now let's just jump forward 2,000 years. Friends, I've been Pentecostal for 38 years. Yes, that's right. 
it still happens in church. Amen. If Sister Nance is sick, she must have done something wrong. But if someone that they like is sick, the devil is giving them a hard time. Amazing how we decide. Amen. We become judge. Amen. And decide. Amen. Who, amen, has been sinning and who the devil, amen, is troubling. I believe sin and sickness is all from the devil. Amen. And when we, if we're sick, if we're battling, if we're struggling with an addiction, what we need to do is have Jesus show up. Amen. And this is what has happened in Capernaum. Jesus has shown up. Amen. And friends, when Jesus shows up, amen, revival, amen, is, is not going to happen. It's happening when Jesus shows up. Amen. It says when Jesus said, your sin, son, your sins be forgiven, it says there were certain scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Oh, now, not here tonight, but in most church services, there's some scribes. There's some scribes and Pharisees. Amen. Trying to figure out. Amen. They've come to be the judge. Oh. Brother Smith shouts. And when he shouts, he puts one left, his left hand behind his back while he shouts. There's some scribes that are like, is putting your left hand behind your back scriptural? Oh my. <laughs> Not in this church. But when you go and visit somebody else's church, just so you'll be prepared, it yeah, will happen. That's right, isn't that? Amen. And they said, Why does this man speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? Friends, God was there. And they didn't even know it. Yes. And you know, often in our lives, amen, when we're troubled and going through struggles, Jesus has walked in on us. Amen. And we don't know it yet. Amen. We think, amen, he's coming. And he's already there. Amen. Hallelujah. And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned within themselves, listen, I've been in church services where a lot was going on, and if, if people's thoughts became verbal, oh my goodness, amen, what a troubled environment we would be in. And <laughs> Because even in church, sometimes we've been thinking, oh, 
what's going on here and blah, 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 all this going through our head. But you know, if you think about, Jesus knows all about it. Yeah. We, we, we get embarrassed if, other, if people find out what we were thinking. But friends, really we should be embarrassed because Jesus already knows. Amen. He's already tuned in. Amen. But Jesus said, whether it's easy to say to the sick of the palsy, thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, arise and take up thy bed and walk. You know, actually what he's saying is, it's six of one and half a dozen of the other. Just exactly what do you want me to say? Amen. Amen. And how do you want me to shout? Amen. Do you want me to throw up my left hand or my right hand when I shout? Amen. What will please you and make you happy? Amen. So what Jesus is saying. Amen. Would you want me to say to, to the sick of the palsy, your sins are forgiven? Or should I say, arise and take up your bed and walk? Oh, my. But he said that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive to the sins. He said to the sick of the palsy, I say to you, arise and take up your bed, amen, and go your way into your house. Friends, this man had been brought to this meeting on a stretcher bed that he's probably been on for months or for years, where he's got bad odor, where he's spit up on himself, amen, where he's thrown up, amen, and been sick, and nobody was giving him special attention. Amen. He had become a prisoner on that stretcher bed. Amen. That stretcher bed was his own private hell. But now Jesus says, take up your bed and go your way into your house. Friends, he had left his house paralyzed. He had left his house in bondage. But now Jesus says, take up your bed and go your way and to your house. Amen. And it says that immediately he, he gained his strength and he stood up. Amen. And he, I believe that he was carrying the bed. Listen, friends. It took four men to bring him on that stretcher bed all the way there. But now he lifts up. Amen. The stretcher bed. I believe he was carrying it above his house. Amen. His head. Amen. And friends. Amen. God wants us to take authority. Amen. Over. Amen. What? Amen. Has had us in bondage. Amen. And walk in victory. He had left home in bondage. He's going to go back. Amen. Home in victory. Amen. And live in victory. Amen. And walk. Amen. The way God wants him to. Oh. All those people had more or less were saying we've never seen it 
quite like this. Amen. Well, I want to tell you, if you haven't seen the miracle working power of God, God is about to start doing some things. Amen. And when you watch him doing it, brothers and sisters, amen, you're going to be amazed at what he does. Let's start taking our eyes off man and start putting our eyes on God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God wants to use people just like us. Yes. Amen. Amen. Everybody has their fa favorite televangelist. I even have mine, but I won't tell you who. Yes. But you know, tonight I'm looking at people that are just like Billy Graham or Oral Roberts or Benny Hinn. Amen. Some of these famous evangelists, God wants to use you the same way. Yeah. So stop saying, amen, I'm just from Warsaw, or I'm just from Richmond, amen, or I'm just from King George, amen, or Colonial Beach, amen. Stop saying, keep making statements that limit who you are. God will use who's available. Pastor Charlotte is doing a great job pastoring in Calia. How old are you, Pastor Charlotte? Huh? How old am I? In March, she'll be 87. She's still pastoring. Why? Because God has found her faithful. Amen. And if God finds you faithful, He will use you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, friends, God could have found more educated, more wealthy people. But He found us. And if we say yes to God, God will bless us and use us and open doors for us. Amen. Hallelujah. That man went back home whole. You know, sometimes I've tried to imagine or paint a picture in my mind of what it was like. Can you imagine if your husband had been paralyzed for years and sick and you always thought he was going to die? And, so, and one day, four men took him away. Yeah. And when he came back, he was walking on strong legs, carrying his bed. Can, can, can you imagine? Amen. I want to tell you, we're going to see miracles like that today. Yeah. But you've got to get Jesus in the house. Yeah. Oh, hallelujah. You've got to have Jesus there. Oh, hallelujah. I want people that are consecrated. And I want you all to pray for us at River of Life. We've been praying. Amen. And you can identify, and the Calio Church can identify. You know, always right before God brings in an influx of new people, He does a pruning in our church. And again and again, I've watched God prune us. 
till it was like I'm telling God, amen, if you take anybody else out, there won't be anybody left. And recently we went through that. Friends, the last three Sundays we've been having visitors every Sunday. Three Sundays ago we had a grandma. Grandma's probably only a few years older than me, so that tells you about me. Amen. And then her daughter that's in her 40s. And then a grandson that was 23. And we knew the mother and the grandson because they lived near where we did when we moved to Colonial Beach. And so when I looked there and I saw them, I thought, I didn't even invite them. That's what I'm thinking. And at the end of the service, the young man came up and gave his life to Jesus Christ. And then his grandma said, "This he's a good young man, but she said when he drinks, he becomes another person. So we prayed for him to be delivered. And right now, it's been almost a month since he's had something to drink. And the next Sunday, the three brought four more. And then we had another lady, we didn't know who she was, that we understood that she was from North Carolina where there was flooding. And she had a mother that lived in Colonial Beach. And she came up, amen, to be with mom, to get away from the flood, amen. And, and then she went online looking for a spirit-filled church. And she came down, hallelujah, amen. And then we had a family. Oh, then we had a family that we hadn't seen since Mother's Day. They had taken a long summer vacation. And they came back to church. Bless God. Amen. And then the next Sunday more came. And last Sunday more came. Amen. The young man's sister came as well. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And they're even asking what night is prayer meeting? If they ask when prayer meeting is, they are hungry for more of God. Because during midweek, it's the faithful ones that come to prayer meeting. Oh, hallelujah. God's doing something at River of Life. God's going to do something at Faith Temple. God's going to do something at Calvary Pentecostal. Amen. Watch what God does. I preach to others, and you know when we preach to others, we, we have to participate in our own preaching. Because if you preach it to others, it comes right back to you. Amen. And like what I said, you know, God starts pruning. Amen. And friends, for months, I've been like, God, you're really pruning. Amen. And I preach to others that you prune before you bring in new people. So I've been saying, God, where are the new people? God, where are the new people? Amen. But we were praying. Amen. And what we've been asking God for people that were hungry, that were desperate for God. Yes. Friends, the day of playing church is over. 
in this modern world, there's so many forms of entertainment that I want to tell you, amen, unless you have a real experience with God, and it's a real experience that you can pass to someone else, they'll stay at home and deny and play their video games. Yeah. Let's